Hi, my name is Mike, and I have the privilege of sharing the Word of God with you. And I pray that as you see this as an important part of your life, uh, I pray that God would help you in your time of need, and that He'll encourage you and strengthen you as you walk with Him. You know, I have a pastor friend who I greatly admire and respect. And one of the things that I really look up to him about is his courage and his ability to really help those who are in need. And he's uh, started up ministries where they've really gone to help those who are defenseless, those who cannot protect themselves. Uh, he goes out of his way and he helps them uh, by bringing them food, uh, helps them to fight against the enemy that tries to uh, put these people down or to take their rights away. And he has really been a defender of the weak, and he's really helped those, uh, especially those who don't have parents uh, or those who are in need of, of help. And that's kind of what God does for us. And as we look in the passage for today, we'll see how God is the defender for the Israelites. And we'll see what he does and how he goes out of his way to get them, uh, to show them, and to guide them through the difficulties that they face and that they go through. And that is who our God is as we look, as we continue our study in the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 37 through 52. He will say, Now where are their gods, the rock they took refuge in, the gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings? Let them rise up to help you. Let them give you shelter. See now that I myself am he. There is no god besides me. I put to death and I bring to life. I have wounded and I will heal, and no one can deliver out of my hand. I lift my hand to heaven and solemnly swear, as surely as I live forever, when I sharpen my flashing sword and my hand grasps it in judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood while my sword devours flesh, the blood of the slain and the captives, the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice, you nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his enemies and make atonement for his land and people. Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and spoke all the words of the song in the hearing of the people. When Moses finished reciting all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words I have solemnly declared to you this day, so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. They are not just idle words for you, they are your life. By them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. On the same day, the Lord told Moses, Go up into the Arabim range to Mount Nebo in Moab, across from Jericho, and view Canaan, the land I am giving the Israelites as their own possession. 
There on the mountain that you have climbed, you will die and be gathered to your people, just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. This is because both of you broke faith with me in the presence of the Israelites at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the desert of Zin, and because you did not uphold my holiness among the Israelites. Therefore, you will see the land only from a distance. You will not enter the land I am giving to the people of Israel. And so as we reach the end of chapter 32, we see and we understand how God is our defender. And in this song that Moses has been singing to get his point across, to help the Israelites understand what they need to do, we know that this entire song has been about God. He is the focus and he is the climax of what he is going to do in the lives of these Israelites. And what he does is that he comes to the rescue and delivers, delivers his people uh, from their enemies. And he shows that no one can stand up to him. Not only does God protect his people, uh, but we see that he's also fighting for them. And you would not want to fight against God. No matter how many people there are in this world, if everyone were to try to fight against God, we know that you or they would lose. Because only God can be the one who can conquer anything and anyone. And He has the power to kill, but He also, we see, has the power to heal. And uh, we see instances of that over and over again uh, in the Bible. And the scene uh, that I imagine when I read these words is like when He's talking about how He will fight against their enemies and how He will destroy them, and how He will send all these things against the enemies. Uh, I kind of picture... If you ever watched um, one of those wildlife videos of lions hunting down their prey, and once they get them cornered, uh, they attack, attack that animal and they eat it and they devour it. And that is kind of what God is doing uh, for the enemies of these Israelites. And this is what God can do for us when we are faithful and when we are walking with Him. And as we look in verse 39, it says, See now. And that phrase actually uh, means understand this or grasp this mentality. Uh, take to heart what I'm trying to say to you. See now. And what is it that he wants these Israelites to understand? He wants to show them, reveal to them that he is their God. He is their Lord. Um, and as he established this, he makes it known by putting on this display of power. Uh, the song ends with the call to the nations to rejoice with Israel because the Lord will punish his enemies for what they have done against his land and against his people. Uh, in the end, they get to enjoy the justice that God brings as he defends and fights for his people. And then uh, as we reach the conclusion of this chapter, how does this end? Uh, it talks about how Moses prepares for his death. Uh, not only is it the end of this book, uh, end of Deuteronomy, but we also see that it is the end of the life of Moses. And what an amazing, uh, faithful, obedient, God-fearing servant he has been. Uh, he has been faithful to the very end. 
And Moses was considered one of the greatest leaders of Israel that they've ever seen or witnessed. And I personally enjoy and look up to Moses. And I feel like I can understand him uh, more than any of the other leaders that we read about in the Bible. And what I see in Moses is that he gives me hope that what he was known for was his humility and his ever-trusting, wavering desire to be and walk with God. And God used him despite his shortcomings, even though he didn't have a lot of talent, even though there are so many things that he didn't do well, and yet God used him because of his obedience to the Lord. And he was not confident in himself, but we see that his confidence was in God. And, you know, I would much rather be a talentless uh, person with no gifts and was used by God than to have all these abilities and to be tempted to use my own strength. And I learned over the years that, you know, life can be unpredictable. And we know that as humans, uh, we don't know our future, especially when it comes to how long of a life that we have left to live. And we don't know what tomorrow will look like. And that is why today is called the present. It is a gift from God that we are meant to enjoy at this very moment. What we have given, what God has given, we need to appreciate. And I also learned that death is unavoidable. And, you know, over the past few months, there are many people who have passed away uh, for various reasons. And we all know that human, as humans, we have an expiration date. We are, we are not immortal, and we will all die at some point in time. And no matter how hard we try to prolong our lives by watching our diet or by exercising and doing all these things, and yet we know that in the end... Um, that God knows our lives. He knows the timeline of what we have. And with these two things in mind, we need to ask ourselves, how are we living our lives? Uh, when you look at the life of Moses, uh, he prepared himself for the end of his life. How? Um, by investing into other people. And that's one of the things that we need to see as well, that he groomed and he discipled Joshua and he saw how important it was that he become a great leader, that he understood um, God, that he walked with God so that he can impart that unto his people. And in the same way, we need to surround ourselves with people that we can disciple, people that we can invest into to help them uh, to walk with God and to be the future leaders uh, of our ministry and of the church. Let's keep that in mind as we live our lives. So let's remember the God that we serve, the God who fights for us, and the God that is always on our side. And knowing that our lives will have one day an expiration, we know that you know, life is unpredictable and that death is unavoidable. Let's use our time wisely, not only for us to walk with God, but us also keep in mind people that we need to be discipling. Uh, whether you're a parent, if you have children, uh, let's learn to disciple them. Let's learn to train them. Help them to know 
who God is and that they will one day become the future leaders of our church and of our society. And let's be mindful to try to persevere that as we do so, uh, we know that we can't do this on our own, but that we need God, that He needs to be our strength. He needs to be the one that guides our steps wherever we go. And so let's pray for that. Father, we are so thankful, um, God, for giving us breath and giving us life. And we are thankful that you are God who fights with us. You are God who fights for us. And we don't ever want to rely on our own strength. But as we look at the life of Moses, may we be thankful for men who are faithful, men who relied on you for all things. And Lord, we ask that may we follow in those footsteps, trusting in you and walking with you all of our days. Thank you, God. Be our, be our strength today and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh uh -huh.